Hey everybody, welcome back to the Barely Athletic Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Andrew Dobius, here with Brendan Pika. How you doing? Hey yo, I'm a little sick. You're sick. But we're here. Yeah, you're you're sick with non-COVID, which is Dude, good. Dude, double negative, man. You, you tested the double negative, which <laughs> equals a positive set. Yep. No, it doesn't work like that. Uh, yeah, it's good. You're not, you, you don't got the COVID. Yep. So you're good there. Uh, listen, week two. I feel like week one what just ended, it? and now we're already <laughs> on to week two, right? That's like, the beauty is, of the NFL season, man. Oh, man, we're getting it going. Uh, yeah, by the time you listen to this, football's on, man. Football's on tonight, Giants versus Washington football team. I guess we can jump right into it. We're talking about the week two matchups, NFC home games for this part one. Part two will be coming out tomorrow with the AFC home games, so make sure to Stick with us and uh, check that episode out. Here we go. New York Giants, Washington football team, Thursday night. Here's the beauty of this. Don't start a Giant. That's it. Don't start any New York Giants. Don't start Saquon Barkley. Don't start his handcuff. Really, whoever that may be, because Devontae Booker did not impress last week. Don't start Kenny Galladay, because I don't know how this offense works right now. It sucks. Kenny Galladay did not have a good game last week against Denver. If he didn't have a good week against Denver, he's not going to have a good week against Washington. Galladay did okay with 64 receiving yards, four receptions, but this this Washington football team, I think, is just going to feast on the New York Giants. It's not even. It's going to be ugly. It's really the the offensive performance for the New York Giants is going to be just gross. Uh, and Barkley, uh, I'll get back to him a bit. He is questionable. Uh, still recovering from his knee injury. Uh, there are reports saying that he's still going to be limited. Uh, it's confirmed, actually, that he's still going to be limited during this game. Yeah, we, we saw how we did last week on a, a, a limited timeshare, and uh, it was not fun. Now he's got a harder opponent, more difficult opponent. So I'm, I'm not about this Giants offense at all this week. Uh, Evan Ingram, he is out with a calf injury, so you don't want to start him. This is the last time I'm talking about Evan Ingram. I know it's week two, but I'm done talking about him already. He's not fantasy relevant. Drop him if he's on your team. There are plenty of other better tight ends out there. If you want my advice on what tight ends to pick up, you can DM DM us. Instagram is at barely underscore athletic. TikTok and YouTube is at barely athletic. There you go. I got to plug the social media in there. Uh, Yeah. Moving on to the noon games, we have the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, wait, I didn't even talk about Washington. Oh, no. Mark that down. Tally that up. That's the first time that's happened uh, this season, and it's probably not going to be the last. I think we made that mistake a couple times last season. All right, Washington football team with Ryan Fitzpatrick out. Taylor Heineke's now the starting quarterback. Really, it's only Terry McLaurin and, and Antonio Gibson, the usual. Right, the same people from last last season. Um, yeah, it, it's. I guess that's why I was. Uh, I overlooked them just because it's a very simple answer. Just start Gibby. Just start Terry. That's it. Uh, Logan Thomas is just too inconsistent for me. So uh, now we can move on to the Sunday games, the early game: San Francisco 49ers versus the Philadelphia Eagles. This is a matchup. I am very much looking forward to because the San Francisco 49ers had a a good win against Detroit. It 
you know, came close towards the end there, but it was a very good game. And the Philadelphia Eagles just dominated last week in Atlanta. Like it wasn't even close. 32 to 6, I, I believe, was the result of that in the Eagles' favor. Uh, 49ers, so if you didn't didn't know, if you haven't listened to previous episodes, go check those out. But spoiler, uh, I talked about Raheem Mostert. He's out for the season. Uh, I don't feel comfortable starting any 49ers running backs yet. If you're really desperate, I guess you'll have to do Elijah Mitchell, right? Because if you had to pick one, it would be him. But this Eagles defense is, is a lot better than I expected. Um, yeah, their, their defensive line is, is looking very good. We got to talk about Brandon Ayuk here. Uh, he's fallen in the depth chart due to his hamstring injury. He's questionable again for this week. I'm not starting him. He is that type of player now where you need to bench him until proven otherwise, which is very unfortunate because I thought he was going to have a breakout season. Uh, but we'll just wait. We'll wait for that breakout, and uh, he'll just be sitting on the bench until then. Um, other players to start. Debo is a must. Uh, especially after the performance he had last week. Kittle's an obvious one, and maybe Elijah Mitchell. Those are the only players I would start for the 49ers. Now, the Philadelphia Eagles. I am starting Hurts. I am starting Sanders. At running back, I am starting Devonta Smith, which I will talk about next episode in my yay category. Uh, So make sure to check that out. But um, yeah, I'm loving Devonta Smith this week. He had an amazing, I, I, I shouldn't say amazing game, but he, he, he had an impressive game last week. Six receptions, 71 yards, and a touchdown. He was by far the best receiver on the team. Uh, and uh, I'm, I love this Hurts-Smith connection. It's, so far, it's everything that I hoped and dreamed of, and uh, I, I can see this continuing uh, onto San Fran, who is uh, already losing their secondary players to injury. So... Yeah, it's, uh, it's unfortunate, but that's what happens every year for the 49ers. Uh, I guess the last bit, uh, I'm not starting any other receivers for the Eagles. The last bit of news for this game, Zach Ertz, he's questionable with a hamstring injury. He got taken out of the last game. Um, I guess this makes Dallas Goddard a low tight end one. You know, it's he's not going to impress too much this game, but it's really just going to be a coin flip on 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 a touchdown, and that is what's going to make him uh, a good pick for this week. So you kind of have to start him. Moving on to the New Orleans Saints versus the Carolina Panthers. Thankfully, no big injuries to report. Uh, if you are streaming quarterbacks, I think uh, James Winston is a very solid option. You're obviously starting Elvin Kamara. Uh, other than that, I am not starting any Saints players. I don't like the way the receiving game uh, looked last week against the Green Bay Packers. And I mean, of course, they looked good, but in terms of fantasy, uh, I, I just don't know who's going to be the number one. Last week, it was Deontay Harris, technically, if you want to talk about fantasy points, but Juwan Johnson, the wide receiver slash tight end, got the most touchdowns. But then you got like, Adam Troutman was tied for the most receptions. Marquez Callaway only had 14 yards with one reception, so it's too much of a headache to deal with, so I'm not starting any of them yet. Um, and yeah, no no tight end, just Kamara and maybe Winston uh, if you're feeling risque. Carolina Panthers. No doubt you're starting Christian McCaffrey. Don't need to mention that. Uh, not Sam Darnold. I wasn't too impressed 
I guess wasn't impressed is, is the best way to say uh, his performance last week against the Jets. It wasn't bad, but it wasn't great. So you're starting Christian McCaffrey, uh, but you got to start DJ Moore, and I would say Robbie Anderson as a lower-end flex. Uh, I say lower-end because, yes, he did have a good game when you look at his fantasy points. Uh, he got 57 yards and a touchdown, but that was off of only one reception. He only had one reception last week. Uh, yeah, things could have gone very differently if he didn't catch that ball. So it, I'm a little concerned with Robbie Anderson targeted only three times with one reception, but just because he he has that big playability, he can score a 50-plus touchdown at any point in the game, uh, he is still a flex option for me. I don't think there's any players I missed out of these two teams. Moving on to the final early games for the NFC home games, Cincinnati Bengals versus the Chicago Bears. This one, I guess I'm kind of looking forward to. Uh, Joe Burrow looked pretty solid against the Minnesota Vikings. He threw 351 yards, two TDs. Uh, Excuse me, that was Kirk Cousins. Uh, Joe Burrow, 261 yards, two TDs. He went 20 for 27, which is very solid there. Um, it really just tore up the Vikings secondary. So uh, mainly one guy. But um, if, I get in, if I go down that road, I'm never going to escape. And I'm just going to rant about the Vikings defense. And we don't want that. Nobody wants that. So Cincinnati Bengals are starting Mixon. He's coming off of a very hot game. You're starting Jamar Chase. He's coming off of a very hot game. T. Higgins is still the number one in my head. He scored a touchdown last week. I think he uh, definitely has the ability to score the same amount of fantasy points as he did in week one. Tyler Boyd is a bit of a question. I, I think he's really the only player that that is a, a borderline start worthy uh, just because there's so many mouths to feed all of a sudden in Cincinnati. Usually, it used to be just A.J. Green. And now it's just everybody. So Tyler Boyd, he was targeted four times last game, three receptions for 32 yards. Not bad. Uh, The Bears aren't as good as they used to be when it comes to their defense. So T. Higgins, I have, or sorry, Tyler Boyd, I have as a lower end flex. I have him lower than Robbie Anderson, but still start worthy, if that helps you out there. Um, But yeah, I'm really... Almost all systems go on this Bengals offense, except for Joe Burrow. Um, I I have him lower than players like James Winston. I have him around that Sam Darnold range in terms of higher end quarterback two. Um, I'm just not fully confident. He's a good quarterback, but I'm just not fully confident that he's going to score enough fantasy points for you to to be happy with uh, with the week that he's going to have. So uh, Chicago Bears, very easy. There's David Montgomery. And uh, unfortunately, you have to start Allen Robinson. And I say unfortunately not because he is not talented, because he is one of the best receivers in the game. I say unfortunately because with Andy Dalton throwing to him, it just it, it did not look good last week, last uh, Monday night. Sorry, Sunday night. He got targeted 11 times, which was great, but he only had six receptions for 35 yards. He got shut down. You can say that was Jalen Ramsey, but you know it's a it's a cause for concern with Andy Dalton at quarterback. Uh, but you got to start Allen Robinson. Don't be an idiot. He's your he's your star player. You paid a lot of draft capital for him, 
So you, you got to start him, and hopefully he has a better week against a, I guess, weaker secondary in the Bengals compared to the Rams, but they're still actually very solid. Um, love Jesse Bates. He's, he's a super underrated player, in my opinion. But other than that, no Andy Dalton. That God, no. Don't do, don't do Andy Dalton. I, I got a feeling that this could be the week where Justin Fields takes over. I don't know. Maybe I'm a little excited about it, but that uh, those two passes that he, he had last game got me pretty hyped up in the rushing touchdown. Uh, and the underperforming Andy Dalton, you know, no touchdowns, but uh, interception thrown. Yeah, I think that this, this could be Justin Fields' time. I don't want to get too excited, but it's possible. You don't want to start him yet, but, you know, just get ready for that. If Justin Fields plays in the second half, I'm not going to be too surprised. But, uh, yeah, just to recap for the Bears, Robinson, Montgomery, done. Moving on to the afternoon games, we have the Atlanta Falcons versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Man. I don't think there's a matchup that I hate more than Mike Davis against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Mike Davis looked awful against the Philadelphia Eagles, ran the ball 15 times for 49 yards. It was not great. Now he gets to uh, he gets to play the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, which I would say is the best rushing defense in the league. Held up Ezekiel Elliott to 33 yards with 11 carries last Thursday. Yeah. Uh, Mike Davis is a, it's a sit for me. Uh, I know that Dak Prescott had a good week against Tampa, but I wouldn't count on Matt Ryan having a good one. Uh, I would not start Matt Ryan. I know a lot of people are trying to be trying to be cute and say, "Oh, you know, he's going to need to throw the ball a lot." Well, yeah, he needed to throw the ball a lot against Philly, but he, he didn't do well. 164 yards. He threw tried to throw the ball 35 times. That's how many attempts he had, but it was just ugly. It was ugly. Uh, I predict he's going to throw the ball a little bit more this game, but not enough to to put some major fantasy points on the board. To put things into perspective, I like. I, I would say I, I like Joe Burrow ahead of Matt Ryan this week. Uh, both of them not start worthy. You got to start Ridley and you got to start Pitts because Ridley is a superstar. I, he could have a very good game this week because they got to throw to somebody. Uh, and Ridley and Pitts are the top two options. So I'm starting both of them. Just Ridley, just Pitts this week for the Falcons, and it's basically all systems go for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'm starting Brady. He should have an amazing week. I think a top five uh, in his position is where he's going to finish. Ronald Jones is still going to be the number one running back. So if you need to start a Tampa Bay running back, it would be Ronald Jones, but Based on the performances last week, I would probably not recommend any of these guys, any running backs for the Buccaneers. So no, no Fournette, no Jones for me this week, just because I like to play it safe. This is a this is something I could be wrong on. Ronald Jones can rush for for you know eighty yards and a touchdown and make me look like a fool, but I don't really want to play that game if he doesn't do good. Right, you know what I mean? Like I don't want to deal with that. So uh yeah, I'm I'm out on 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 that whole running game, even though the Atlanta Falcons do give up a lot of rushing yards. I just don't want to deal with this. I want to see one one perform better than the other. 
before I feel comfortable starting them because they're just kind of ruining each other's fantasy value. But I am starting Antonio Brown. I am starting Chris Godwin. I am starting Gronkowski. I am starting Mike Evans. One of those guys will most likely disappoint, but it's going to be very tough, probably impossible to predict which one. So you should start all of them just because they all have the ability to put up 100 plus yards and a touchdown. Or if it's Gronk, apparently three touchdowns because he just, he's the only guy that Brady throws to in the red zone. So, uh, yeah, all systems go in terms of the passing game for the Buccaneers. This should be a barn burner. This should be a blowout in the Buccaneers' favor. Next up, this is a very important game, not because it's going to be, uh, not because it's going to be close or anything, but it's the Minnesota Vikings versus the Arizona Cardinals, a game that Brendan, Brendan and I are fortunate enough to attend this Sunday. And uh, I'm going to be honest with you, Brendan, I was a lot more excited before the season started. Uh, yeah, I'm I, in the same boat. Yeah, I think the Cardinals are going to have a pretty good week, and I think the yeah. Vikings are going to struggle. So we'll talk about the Vikings. <sighs> Same old, same old Vikings. You uh, start Delvin Cook. You start Thielen. You start Jefferson. That's it. Uh, a lot of people, KJ Osborne was actually one of the most, uh, I think it was in top 10 in terms of uh, waiver signings for this week. Uh, he, he was targeted, or he did have uh, seven receptions for 76 yards. He was technically the second best receiver on the team. Uh I don't know. I'm not on the Osborne train just yet. Uh, Thielen and Jefferson, just because of their big play abilities, I think both of them are going to reach around 100 yards, and uh, you're praying for a touchdown out of them. Delvin Cook is an obvious start. I think uh, he's really going to be the, the the bright and shining star for the Minnesota Vikings this week. I'm not starting Cousins. Uh, what worries me a lot is this Cardinals defense. All of a sudden, they became good. I don't know how that happens. You lose your best corner, and then you hold Tannehill to 212 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. Chandler Jones gets five sacks last week. I don't know what's going on here, but I'm not starting Cousins. I know he was a possible streaming option. Not, Not doing that this week. Uh, although I do like him better than, I guess, Matt Ryan um, around that Sam Darnold kind of range, but definitely not start-worthy. Uh, let's talk about the Cardinals. Kyler Murray is going to have another top three performance this week, and it is going to be fun to watch. Chase Edmonds versus James Conner. This is the this is going to be the debate uh, every week when we talk about the Cardinals. Last week, James Conner had more carries than Chase Edmonds. He had four more, but Chase Edmonds had 10 more rushing yards. Uh, I, I don't think I can explain. I don't think I give a really good reason why I think James Conner is going to have a good week this week over Chase Edmonds. But I've watched the Vikings long enough where I can usually predict what player is just going to destroy us. And I just got a feeling it's going to be James Conner. So if I. I, I'm all in on James Conner this week. I think he's a very good flex option. Chase Edmonds, I'm actually not going to play. Um, 
I just believe the way that that they are going to use James Conner is going to be better against this Vikings defense when you compare it to Chase Evans. So I'm going uh I'm going Connor, but not Edmonds. But I wouldn't blame you if you uh if you swap those two. But I just got a feeling James Conner's gonna pop off. Uh receiving game, you start D hop. Ooh, and if you want to start any other player, it's not actually Christian Kirk, who had two touchdowns last game. I think it's Rondell Moore. I think this is where Rondell Moore is going to take a big step forward. I think he's going to pop off this week. This is, this is, I, I wouldn't be confident in starting him in your flex spot this week, but if you want to play it risky, if you want to do a high-risk, high-reward type of gamble, I think Rondell Moore is your best option. I love the way he was utilized last week. He has a great skill set. Last week, he had four receptions for 68 yards. I think that's really the, the in terms of fantasy point score, that's going to be the low end uh, of his season. I seriously believe Rondell Moore is going to pop off, and I think it's going to be this game against the weaker Minnesota defense. So, um, yeah, seriously, Rondell Moore is going to be great. He is, uh, he's risky though. So, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't blame you if you bench him, but if you got the cojones, go for it. Next matchup, Tennessee Titans versus the Seattle Seahawks. This is a very interesting game, right? Because the Tennessee Titans, they had a very rough matchup against Cardinals last week. I briefly went over that. Dan Hill sacked five times, only threw for you know, 200 yards, a pick, a touchdown. It just wasn't great. Derrick Henry only got 58 rushing yards. Like, it was ugly. Now they get to play the red-hot Seattle Seahawks, who are coming off of a, a very impressive win over the Indianapolis Colts, a team that had a, a very balanced offense, which is rare to find when we're, when we're talking about the Seattle Seahawks. So this is really this is going to be really tough for Tennessee to bounce back. Um, you need to start Derrick Henry, and I would say stick with Tannehill. Um, it's you're really just starting starting the uh, the players you usually start. Tannehill, Henry, AJ Brown, Julio Jones, like they I can see the Tennessee Titans bouncing back this game. I can see this being one of the highest scoring games of this week, um, probably due to the poor Seattle defense. They really haven't improved too much. And the poor Tennessee Titans defense, who, uh, yeah, gave up almost 300 passing yards and four passing touchdowns from Kyler Murray. So I think this is going to be a very high scoring game. I think the Titans are very upset, and I think they're just going to go guns blazing. And I think you should start. Uh, all the big names for the Titans. So Tannehill, Henry, A.J. Brown, Julio Jones. I think all of them can have a very good week this week. And I guess same goes for Seattle. Russell Wilson is uh, looking to have a, another great week. I mean, 254 yards, four passing TDs. Looked very good. Chris Carson, he's a start as well. 91 rushing yards last game. Uh, Tyler Lockett, who had two TDs last game. You start him. You start DK Metcalf. Uh, and if you need a tight end, if you're streaming tight ends, Gerald Everett coming off of a decent game when 
when you look at fantasy points. So it's a two receptions, 20 yards, and touchdown. So he proves he's kind of a red zone threat. So, uh, yeah, I'm starting all of them. It's really all systems go for both teams, and I think it's going to be one of the more exciting games to watch. Moving on to the final NFC home game and the final game in this episode, Detroit Lions versus the Green Bay Packers. A battle of the disappointing teams. Couple of news here, at least one one thing to mention. Uh, for the Detroit Lions, Tyrell Williams is questionable with concussion. He's probably not going to play. He's leaning more towards out uh, rather than in. This doesn't really have a big impact on fantasy unless you want to get crazy and do a, a Quintez Cephas as a, uh, as a risky player or a, a Monroe St. Brown. I don't recommend doing either of those two, but if you like playing reckless, one of those two should have a very good game, uh, whichever one Jair Alexander is not going to cover, which is really, you can't really predict that. So I would say a Monroe St. Brown uh, over Quintez Cephas if you had to pick one, but I wouldn't recommend either. Uh, DeAndre Swift, and I would probably still go with Jamal Williams this week. Jamal Williams is a flex option. He's like the new Naeem Hines, even though Naeem Hines still hasn't gone away. Uh, we just got two of them now. Jamal Williams, nine carries, 54 yards, and a touchdown, and also had eight receptions for 56 yards last game against the 49ers, who have a great defense. Yeah, he's he's a uh, it's pretty valuable handcuff, I, I would say the most valuable um, so far in fantasy. I know it's only one week, but he's looking really good. So I would play him and Swift. Swift I see as a lower-end RB2. Jamal Williams as a high-end flex. Uh, Hawkinson, obviously, he's going to have a good week almost every week. Um, no Goff. I wouldn't go any of the receivers. And, uh, you know, that's a lot more Detroit Lions than we usually talk about. Green Bay Packers, this is the week where they should, you know, come back to form. They should, we're going to see more of the the 2020 Packers rather than whatever the heck we saw last week. Aaron Rodgers is a big start. He should, he should finish as the number one quarterback this week. You're playing the Detroit Lions. You can, you can throw 400 yards and five TDs this game. So I'm starting Rodgers. I'm starting Aaron Jones at running back. Nobody else. I'm starting Devontae Adams. And that is it. I'm not comfortable with Robert Tunyon this year. He only had two receptions for eight yards last game. But every Packer player disappointed last game against the Saints. But I am uh, not touching Tunyon at all. I'd rather play Gerald Everett, which some people might think I'm crazy. But, you know, Tunyon is not going to do much this season. He's going to have some weeks, some some good weeks. He might have a week where he scores multiple touchdowns a game, but majority of the time, it's it's going to be a, a very underwhelming week for Bobby Tunyon. So yeah, Rodgers, Jones, Adams, the usual big three for the Green Bay Packers. They should all have very solid weeks. This is This should be their bounce back week. And if they don't have a good week, it might be over for Green Bay. Imagine if Green Bay loses to the Detroit Lions. I think then my conspiracy theory becomes reality. That This is where it changes from a theory to it being actually true. 
Uh, that conspiracy theory, if you listen to the recap episode for week one, uh, I was making a joke saying that Aaron Rodgers was so upset with Green Bay Packers that he decided to sign a contract and just throw the game. Just tank the team. Uh, just out of spite, just out of anger. So if the Packers lose to Detroit, that's the reason. Uh, it shouldn't happen, but man, it's it's 2021. The season's already been really weird. James Winston's fantasy relevant again. Anything is possible. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I hope you're excited. Tune in tomorrow for the AFC home games, as well as my yays and nays of the week. Those are the players I'm excited for and the players I'm not excited for. So thank you for listening. Make sure to follow us on social media. Instagram is at barely underscore athletic. TikTok and YouTube is at barely athletic. Make sure to check that out. Leave a comment when you want to see next in the podcast or what you want to see next on social media. Uh, yeah, ask ask any questions. We love helping you guys out, setting your lineups, uh, dealing with trades, all of that stuff. So thank you once again for listening, and we'll see you next time.